0: Welcome back in Hopper Nation. This is part three of our March Madness bracket preview. Uh, we'll be covering the East region in this segment. Seth, the East, how are we feeling?
1: Chuck, the East is another East is kinda like the Midwest, even more so though. I think there could be some serious craziness going on in the East. Um like I mentioned in the in the Midwest one, I think Purdue is the the worst one seed. Um i know they won the big big 10 but i watched two of their games and i did not think they played well at all especially against the press so you get a physical team in their face i think they're going to struggle um but that kind of leads me into my my first top my first talking point here the 8-9 matchup got memphis fau fau is a one and a half point dog pretty close game overall and this is coming off memphis just beating the lights off houston i know it was only a 10 point game but i mean it was never really close um, I'm going to start with Memphis here. Something that I really, really like about Memphis. They start four guards, play the most minutes. All of them are seniors. Kendrick Davis, a guy, a bucket, averages 22 a game. Wow. Now, the, the, the knock I do have on Memphis is that their free throw percentage is weak. It's not good other than Kendrick Davis. Kendrick Davis is like an 88% free throw shooter. But other than that, not great at the Lions. My biggest knock on them, they have no seniors in the top wow. five play, in top five minutes play. No seniors, and they're and they're all guards too. Like they're all small. The only two centers and forwards in their lineup average sixteen point eight minutes a game. That seems low to me for a forward and a center. So they're they play rather small. Memphis is a very physical team. However, they're still forty, is still forty second in defensive rebounding percentage and 112th in offensive rebounding percentage, which is better than Memphis in both categories. However, Memphis, 23rd in assists per game, and FAU is 72nd. This, I think, is going to come into play because both teams are very similar in defensive efficiency. Memphis is 35th, and FAU is 36th. They're right next to each other. Memphis with a slightly better efficient offense as well, 26 compared to 32nd. These teams are very similar, like, like statistics-wise. Like, a lot of these line up, they kind of off-balance here and there. Like um, like I said, Memphis has better assists. Um, but then FAU's 30th in three-point percentage, while Memphis is 99. So according to the data and stats, it's a very even matchup. I think that's why the line is so tight. Um, but I think the experience of Memphis here and Kendrick Davis averaging 22, they have a guy who's going to get the ball last shot. I know who's getting the ball if Memphis has a shot. It's going to be Davis. Who's getting it with FAU? I don't know. They don't have a really big guy down low. I think Memphis, coming off that win against Houston, I like them to beat a very good FAU team. But I like Memphis money line purely based on their experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, you made a, you made a lot of good points there. I was I was originally on FAU for this game, so I'll talk about them a little bit. Um, I think this is this is a tough matchup for them. Like you said, Memphis is is really experienced and and playing really great basketball. They just won their conference championship, but that's why I was kind of feeling like fading Memphis. This might not be the best team to do it with, but, but I think they're getting a little bit of too much hype just because they beat Houston. I mean, we talked about it on the last pod. Um, The Sasser injury was obviously a major influence of that game. I don't think Houston really cared if they won that game or not because they were a one seed either way. And they, you know, Sasser wasn't playing anyways. So I think there's just a lot of overreaction in the market. Everybody's hyping up Memphis quite a bit um, just because they, they won their conference tournament. So, and we see that sometimes. I think some teams go on runs and win their conference tournament um, out of nowhere. And then they get a lot of hype and then they lose in the first round. We saw it, it happened to Iowa last year. That, that one hurt me. I didn't see that one coming. Um, So I just want to kind of see this coming just in case. Um, And Florida Atlantic, like you said, they're really good. Um, I think this is a, like you said, a tough matchup for them. They probably deserve a better seed than the nine. Um, looking at them on Ken Palm, they're, they're higher ranked than TCU, than Kentucky, than Indiana, than Virginia. Um, so Ken Palm really likes Florida Atlantic. They like Memphis too, obviously, but um, just an interesting matchup because Florida Atlantic can score. Um, they're better offensively and inf- effective field goal percentage and three point percentage. Um, and then in terms of effective field goal percentage allowed, um, they're better than Memphis as well. So there's a couple of statistics c- categories that I kind of look at, um, despite like the age, like you mentioned, um, FAU being kind of a young team, that worries me a little bit. Um, I-, I could go either way on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, what really did it for me, because I, initially I was really high on Memphis, and then as I started looking at the stats, I kind of got off of them a little bit. but. I mean, knowing that the five guys that play the most minutes are all seniors, they've been in Penny Hardaway's yeah. system for years. They're not one-and-dones. It's not a Namani Bates or a James Wiseman. Um, at FAU, a great team. Again, they're just young, you know? So, will they be back in this spot next year or the year after? I think so. Could they get in that large bid? Yes, I think mean, this is a very good nine-seed. Um, very dangerous. But again, Memphis is, one of the, I think, one of the best eight-seeds. Um, 19th yeah. overall in rank at Ken Palm above Duke. Iowa State, Kansas State, Kentucky, Auburn. Um, I think they're a, they're a very good team as well. And also, I don't know who the FAU coach is. Might be doing him a disservice by this comment, but I'm going to take Penny Hardaway um, <laughs> coaching against any any conference USA coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you basically said exactly what I was thinking. I think this might be the best eight and the best nine, just going up against each other. So that's a that's a tough one here. Um, we'll see how yeah. it shakes out. Um, one game I want to talk about, and this isn't you know, this isn't a crazy. Fun game maybe for for most people that it's not going to pop out on the bracket, but Michigan State USC the seven ten at the bottom of this bracket. I am intrigued by the over, and let me tell you why. Um, so, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned this on our on our first on our South Region preview. I try to find comps um, for teams because obviously you know Michigan State hasn't played USC this year. They just they just don't play each other. Um, but if you just look at Ken Palm, you can kind of try to find some comps teams that that these teams did play. Um, so let me, let me run you through. These two teams are very evenly matched. So that's why I'm, I'm leaning towards, towards a total here instead of, um, a side. uh, Michigan state's 41st in offense, 40th in defense and 304th in pace, um, and 32nd overall. And USC is 43rd on offense, 48th, um, defense and 140th in pace. So like I said, besides the pace, otherwise they're really tight um, both on Ken Palm and then on offense and on defense. Um, But I tried to find a comp. So Michigan State's comp in the Pac-12 is probably Washington State, a team that plays, you know, pretty, pretty efficient offensive and defensively, but also plays really slow. Um, USC played Washington State twice, went one and one, but both games went over 150 points. It was an 80-70 kind of a game. Um, So maybe that's something. So, and then I looked at um, USC's comp in the in in the Big Ten and and thought Indiana looked pretty similar in terms of efficient offense, efficient defense, kind of a middle of the pack pace. Um, Michigan State played Indiana twice, and both of those games went over one forty. So I just I just look at the numbers the, the two comps um, both kind of pointed to higher scoring games when these two teams kind of a highly efficient offense played a highly efficient defense. Um, and then on the other side, Michigan State's fourth in three-point percentage, Um, and both of these teams have tournament experience. I saw something today. This is USC's third straight tournament appearance. Obviously, Tom and Michigan State are in it all the time, so I'm not expecting a slow start for either team either. I think they'll be be ready to play, obviously, so I think you're getting good value in in 137.5. I think this game could—both teams could get into 70s just based on on kind of the, the comps and some of the research that I've been spending way too much time looking into.
1: Yeah, check. That's a that's a great point. Again, the only thing that the only thing that scares me on overs here are just um, neutral site games. Um, but again, this this is supposed to, supposed to be a tight game anyway. Um, possibly an overtime game. I could see like it's yeah. it's going to be going down to the wire. And what happens when it's down to the wire? You get free throws. A lot of free throws at the end of the game. Um, so I could I could see that over definitely definitely cashing um, for that seven ten. Um, but moving on to kind of projecting out this side of the bracket, um, I know we talked about this before we started recording, but I really like Duke to make the sweet 16 plus 140 on FanDuel. I love that.
0: I absolutely love it. Um, so a couple things, and I know you're going to get into this a little bit as well. We, we mentioned Purdue, we think is the weakest one seed. I think they're, I think of all the one seeds, they'll be the first to lose. I don't know when it happens. Um, but I like Duke They're. They're one of the hottest teams in basketball. They they kind of had a slow start, slow middle of the season, but they, they're they catching fire at the right time, and I think they just match up really well against Purdue if they get there. Um, Kyle Flopkowski can kind of match up against Zach Um I'm kind of low on Tennessee. They have some injury bugs with Ziegler going down. So I just think the matchup, you know, obviously worried about Oral Roberts. You know, they, we saw what they could do in the tournament two years ago, um, when they beat Ohio State as a fifteen seed, so that's a dangerous early round matchup. But I think Duke gets by them, and then you know whether they play Tennessee or Louisiana, I think they get there, and then I think they match up actually pretty well against Purdue. Um, so I think there's good value at plus one forty for Duke to make it.
1: Yeah, Chuck, this is this is a matchup of two I of possibly the hottest teams in basketball. Oral Roberts is on I think a nineteen or twenty game win streak, maybe more. Wow, they did not lose a single conference game. Um. And personally, I think they should get an eleven spot. Um, I, I love them in pretty much any 6-11 game other than Creighton, I think. Any of the other ones, I, I like them in. Yeah. But just going against the Duke team, I think they got a terrible draw. Um, something else about Oral Roberts. They have a 7-5 center who can shoot threes. <laughs> um, he went to Arkansas last year. I forget you know his name. His name escapes me. But um, transferred to Oral Roberts. Um, but Duke's got a big 7-1 guy themselves so I think they'll be a, our boy flip so I kind of see Duke be able to neutralize that um and Max Agnes very good shooter again they have a guy um but I think can lightning strike twice with Oral Roberts I'm gonna lean no yeah. um and I also like Duke to upset Purdue assuming they both make it that far um I mean flip can neutralize Edie and you take Edie out and that team is lost they've got young guards they can't beat a press They've got a lot of issues. Um, I actually have Memphis beating Purdue, but again, they have to beat FAU first. So, um, I'm excited for this region. the The bottom side of it, I don't have
0: yeah the too side much insight,
1: I'd say. I mean, Kansas State is has been very hit or miss. I, it depends on their guard play. Um, Kentucky and Providence. I, I I have Kansas State and Kentucky winning both of those games, um, but I could see both of those going in a separate way as well. Um, and I, my elite eight in this bracket currently, again subject to change, is is Michigan State and Duke, and Duke advancing to the Final Four.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say that. I I think looking at the bottom half, I'm not too high on Marquette or Kansas State. I think, I think Kentucky could make some noise, but I also don't trust them. Um, so I think I might end up having Duke as, in the Final Four as well. Um, I think that just kind of sets up really nicely for them in this in this Eastern side. The
1: one thing that does scare me, though, is John Shire, Duke's coach. First year. First year head coach in March Madness.
0: Yeah. So um, I know you mentioned Duke, senior the guards. Dan. He's not a senior, but, but Duke, Jeremy Rose. Su-
1: Duke's not a super veteran team. Like yeah. They have some young players as well, um, as most of the Blue bugs always do. Um, but I, I think this, this is an exception right now just based on how hot they've been and how well they've played and how they pretty much just breeze through the ACC tournament.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I know he's he's not a senior, but Jeremy Roach is a junior and was, you know, they made the Final Four last year. So who's to say, you know, this team knows, the people that have, were there last year know that they can do it. So then they got the new yeah, guys I think this,
1: I think this quadrant of the bracket has the highest chance. I think you'll see a lot of like five, six, seven. I could see like some high numbers in the Sweet 16 here. I think both one and two, I think Marquette and Purdue do not make it to the Sweet 16. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So, potential for some I I'm kind of chalky early round, but then potential for some later round chaos. I am, I, I
1: am as well. I don't have a single upset picked in my first round. Yeah. It's straight chalk, but then
0: It's the round I of 32 three, that could be crazy. Uh, three
1: seed upsets going to the sweet 16 out of the 4.
0: Yeah. So, keep an eye on this bracket for for the later round upsets. Um try to find some value there like we like we mentioned with with Duke at plus plus money to make the sweet 16 or you know, Michigan State, like you said, or Kentucky down there. So some interesting stuff. Um, We will wrap it up with the West region next. So we will see you there. Best for
1: last, baby. See you there.